It is almost 2020 and massively large internet companies are still not doing two-factor authentication properly in a humane way. It should, for example, be irrelevant whether you are using your mobile phone to retrieve it or a desktop browser. You should not be chained to a desktop browser to change your security settings, for example, not to say that Reddit is the only bad guy or that they are bad at all. But this is how I'm encountering this frustration at the moment. I um, am unable to retrieve my backup codes because I am on a mobile phone and a mobile device. And that's inexcusable. It's lazy on behalf of the developers and architects. And people do not put the user first in this regard, it seems. It's more like, or they could do a better job. Maybe they're trying, but this is an area where they could improve. I <clears throat> got to see Frozen 2 at the theater this weekend, and I really liked it. And I went with a friend, and before the movie, because I had not seen Frozen 1, we saw Frozen 1, and I really liked that one too. And so I was extremely pleased by what I saw for many reasons. One, it was entertaining, and it did not offend my intellect, and... sense of aesthetics and I mean it was extremely well crafted I felt like from a filmmaking point of view it was really well done <clears throat> the writing was excellent I thought the story was very good it was very original it was very creative and the message I thought was excellent I felt like it was an extremely culturally subversive story and I was just really impressed that such a thing came out and that it was super popular and that it was done by Disney and it, it continues to interest me how you know an organization like Disney produces something and also profits from something that in many ways, attacks it, attacks itself. It's antithetical to Disney in many ways. However, Disney might want to regard itself in the public sphere. Frozen is sort of anti-Disney. It's anti-patriarchy. It's anti-capitalist. It's <clears throat> anti Victorianism, Western civilization, uh, the whole idea of 
everything must be measured and um, I don't, I'm looking for a good way to describe this. It's sort of like a combination of over science, over relying on science and uh, Henry Ford mentality, like ultra practicality, technocrat, bureaucrat thinking. I don't know how to say that. Anyway, I was just really happy with it. And so now I'm trying to evangelize it and uh, put it up on my blog that I liked it so much. And there were also in the trailers, and I can't remember which movies they were, but there were at least two other Disney movies that seemed very uh, interesting, things that I would like to see. And I can't remember what they are, but they're upcoming. And um, anyway, so I'm very pleased to see what what happens. Um, I think part of what made me feel like my expectations from Disney were, should be lowered, was going back to Pocahontas, for example. And historical inaccuracies, and when you're, when you're talking about history, then don't tell a story about Pocahontas if it's not going to be historically accurate. Pick something else. But to take historical events and then subvert the meaning of it, subvert the actual events, the, the flavor of what actually happened in order to make it a happy ending or whatever. I can't remember exactly what the, the problems I had with it were or that historians had with it were. But anyway, to just say, oh, let's just tell a nice story and shut up and it's a cartoon, what do you expect? Then don't call it Pocahontas. Call it Blinky Sue or something. It's sort of historical revisionism at that point for kids. And then also, I think watching Lion King, there were a lot of things I objected to in Lion King. Inconsistencies, logical inconsistencies, padding over, like smoothing over harsh realities of life. Whereas Frozen was pretty straightforward with things and I felt like handled death and murder and animosity and malice in a very reasonable way. I thought it was very interesting. Anyway, I think I've said all I have to say about that. So... In this phase of my life, I've been trying to figure out a way to be more artistic and expressive and make that part of my life and get back to my musical roots, I would say, or roots in music, because just from a very early age, that's all I wanted to do was be a musician and sing and sing songs and play songs and dance to songs that I loved and 
then that led through uh, when I was able to play music in school, picked saxophone and played saxophone through after high school, took some college level saxophone classes, um, picked up instruments along the way, continued playing piano, which was my first instrument, if you don't count voice. And um, anyway, so now, uh, recently, during my separation, I've been going out and trying to survey the nightlife of Jackson, Mississippi, and discovered that there is quite a music scene here, and even though it's sort of in, in one sense, I would say it's a little incoherent. It's a little disorganized. It's not really... I feel like it might not even consider itself a music scene because it's not like you have band after band playing at old established stages and performance venues. In many cases, it's these um, open mic nights, which I've... Uh, and open jams, which I've started attending at Dockery Grill on Wednesday nights and uh, in Byram and at um, BB's Live, formerly Bonnie Blair's Sports Cafe in, I guess it's Flowood off Spillway. I guess it's Flowood or Brandon. I don't know. It's by the reservoir. And, um, so meeting musicians and seeing what kind of talent is out there and people come a long way to perform at these things. And it's really been a nice way to connect with people and make friends and then also get up and perform. I brought my new bass, my new Ibanez bass that I bought after seeing the Claypool Lennon Delirium show in Birmingham. It inspired me to go out and buy a bass guitar, new bass guitar that actually feels good and spend some extra money on it and um, love it. So anyway, I brought it on stage, but mostly it's when I go to these things, it's mostly my singing a couple songs with the band. And um, so at BB's Live, it is uh, more rock based. There can be some blues stuff. Um, eddies of blues music that we get caught in for a while but mostly it's rock some Van Halen um, is big seems like Van Halen's big cult goes over well Led Zeppelin I think I heard Def Leppard anyway lots of stuff and the musicians are really great that go up there uh, there's a lot of talent and uh, both the professionals and then the people who come up from the audience and like I said people coming from quite a ways to perform at these places and um, then the one at Dockery Grill on Wednesday is an acoustic open mic and that's hosted by Rob and Daryl from Charade and um, so that's but that can, that's rockin', it's blues, it's um, 60s, 70s, 90s. There's some metal, there's some classic rock. It's all over the place. There's some country. 
just whatever people want to sing. And same thing, there's some, there's some really talented people that come out there. So anyway, uh, that's sort of where uh, that, oh, well, karaoke at Finian's on Monday night, I would say those three events are really my weekly staples as far as going out to hear music and be musical myself and be with musicians. And then, um, but I felt like I needed to do something else. And um, so I, along the lines of, well, I, I became a fan of The Bird and the Bee doing, first they did, I don't know what year it was, it was a few years ago at least, they did, or several years, I guess, because I was still living in D.C., they did um, an album of covers of Daryl Hall and John Oates' songs, and it was awesome, and they did it with such flair and taste and appreciation and respect and everything, musicianship and originality and uh, then they did another album of Van Halen covers and I saw them in Birmingham and or saw Inara George I can't remember what his name is the keyboardist but he stayed home but he did a song over iPhone or iPad which was really neat did a song remotely he sat in on a on a song and um, anyway so I felt like if they can go out and do a bunch of covers, maybe I can do, go out and do a bunch of covers because I feel like I haven't really, I've tried to do some original music, tried to write some lyrics, tried to compose some things, but the way that my life has been over the last few years has really been super busy in other ways and pulled me in different directions and I felt like I didn't really have the energy and focus and um, attention to give to it to actually do some meaningful original work and so I felt like but I've always kept a list like it wouldn't be neat to play this song on saxophone or wouldn't it be neat to do do an acoustic version of this song and so I felt like, and I've tried to get a band together after I did karaoke here and after I started doing these open mic jam nights and I was trying to find people to get a band together with and do my own thing with, and but people have their own thing and um, also connecting with people, even though I put some ads on Craigslist and Bandmix and bandmix.com I think is what it is it still takes some coordination to actually connect with these people and then you don't know if it's going to work or not. And so there's still a lot of overhead involved. And so I felt like, well, what if I just put together my own act and put together my own set and go up and do my own three song open mic set where it's just me doing some covers and I can either provide my own backing music or whatever cobble together something 
record it, and then play it on stage, play along with myself on stage. And so I tweeted to Inara George and sought her blessing to do that, and she liked it. She liked my tweet, so I'm taking that as a blessing. And um, so I feel like I have license to go out and do that. So who knows how long it's going to take me to do that, but that is my next, I think, musical goal is to put together just a few songs at least and um, put together my own backing tracks and go out and perform it myself, either singing just on the mic or singing with a guitar in my hand or my bass or something or at a keyboard, I don't know. Probably either bass or just the mic. That's probably what I'm most comfortable with at this point. And, um, but I highly encourage people in the central Mississippi area to check out BB's Live and Dockery Grill for the open jams. If you are at all music musically inclined, if you want to get up and sing something or play a guitar on a song that you've always wanted to play guitar in front of people, highly encourage you. And also, even if you just want to come out and support the musicians, there's some just awesome musicians. There's some kids that come out. There have been a couple 15-year-olds that come out. There was a, I can't remember her name. She was a 15-year-old girl who came out and just knocked everyone dead with a couple Metallica songs. And um, that was at BB's Live. Anyway, uh, I will try and um, there's a way to post links to things. I've never tried that with Anchor Podcasts, but I will see if I can do that. Uh, put it in the podcast description or whatever. Anyway, I think that's that. <laughs>